0: The fear of communicating before a group is real. The impact of your unique message is just as real. The question is, will you let fear block your impact? You have something to say that will make a difference in your company and community. You deserve to be heard. This is Rich. And it's time to revive your work. I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, attending a National Speakers Association conference. Our keynote presenter, Lou Heckler, said, There's power in the human voice. People want to hear your voice. He continued speaking. I did not go with him. I couldn't. I was frozen, thinking about the words he had just given me. I was captivated with the idea that people wanted to hear my voice. This resonated with my soul. And although these words sounded like a special gift for me and me alone, that is not the case. His words are for all of us. There's power in the human voice. People want to hear your voice. It's for you too. You have something to contribute. It's your unique perspective. If you don't speak up, you're cheating your company, your team, your community, your family, any potential listener. Now, this doesn't mean everyone will agree with or even care about your message. It simply means that you have something to say and it must come through you. And If you don't speak up, we lose. Now, let's recognize that there are real barriers that can prevent you from communicating your message. Now, those barriers are the result Of programming, and we set the groundwork for programming way back in episode one. We discussed this idea that programming, which is input, information, experiences that we accumulate through our life, that this programming creates our belief system, and our belief system drives our behavior. An analogy would be a computer, right? There's programming that creates the operating system that drives the interface. And that's how the computer interacts with the keyboard, the mouse, the internet, et cetera. So if we flesh this out into communication, let's imagine that we received programming somewhere in our life that sounded like this. No one cares what you have to say. And over time, that programming formed into our our belief, our belief that would result in self-doubt. And then that self-doubt would drive a behavior, which is don't speak up. In other words, be quiet, be silent. Now, if we want to undo that behavior, we go backwards. We check the behavior, fact that I won't speak up. I I won't use my voice. Why? What's the belief that's behind that? Wow. I just have tremendous self-doubt. Well, what's the programming that told you that? Where did that self-doubt belief come from? You'd be able to identify, wow, I I heard somewhere in my life. I heard this point in my life. I heard this person or this experience taught me that no one cares what I have to say. So over the years, we've listened to ourselves and our clients. And here are some common self-limiting beliefs that are a result of programming. I don't sound intelligent. I don't have any new ideas. I'll forget what I plan to say. I don't deserve to be talking to these people. They're so much smarter than me. No one cares what I have to say. And that last one, that's the programming that held me captive for so long. See, I didn't believe anyone would care what I had to say. So I ended up hiding behind other people's words. I could quote the most famous business leaders of all time, I could tell you what they thought. Or what they said so much so that my colleagues called me out one particular time a co-worker said rich we know you can quote dale carnegie and jack welsh and peter drucker what do you think that self-limiting belief came to a head one night when visiting a dueling piano bar with friends The noise in this bar was so loud, you needed a megaphone to speak with the person next to you. And the musicians were talented. Make any request, accompanied by a few bucks. And they'd replicate the chords and lyrics of songs written in the past 30 years. Then, without warning, total silence. Not in the bar, in my own mind. In a room filled with people and activity, I was alone with the voice in my head. Here's what I heard. Rich, if you don't trust your own words, you'll be singing someone else's songs for the rest of your life. It was as if this voice had a secret pass to my dreams and doubts. It knew I desired to speak my own thoughts, to put my original ideas out there. The voice knew all this because the voice is me. Everyone has the ability to speak effectively. Everyone has something to share. Everyone has unique insights and experiences that can inspire an audience here are some fundamental principles that can help you be more effective as a communicator or a presenter. One, be yourself. When it comes to communication, the single most destructive thought or belief in our minds is, I'm not enough. In that moment, your most powerful communication tool which is your own authenticity, is lost as you try to be someone else. When all along, the audience is eager to know you. Audiences crave hearing someone who has the courage to be real. You are more than enough. Two, use stories. Part of being yourself is sharing your personal stories as a form of evidence to support your key message points. Stories are effective for several reasons. They require no memorization, they can be told with confidence because you own it, and they give the audience insight into your humanness. The most natural And timeless way to engage an audience and make a memorable point is with personal stories. Third, connect with your audience. A glance is not enough. Speak with your audience, look into their eyes, and and get out from behind the podium, whether it's an actual podium or or a metaphorical podium, and move physically towards your listeners. Hold a conversation with them. Reading your PowerPoint won't cut it. If you can hold an engaging lunch conversation with a friend without the use of PowerPoint, you can do it with a formal audience. The book, The Leader's Voice, tells a story of James Earl Jones, who spent most of his youth challenged with severe stuttering. This issue caused him to remain virtually silent throughout his childhood. Yes, and this is the same James Earl Jones that's famous for his deep, commanding, and melodic voice. In high school, Jones was required to read a poem he had written. The class was amazed, not by what he had written, but by his voice and the way he read the words. He said that. What he took away from that experience was this make sure the words are yours push them from the bottom of your soul the performance will take care of itself so it is with you there's power in your voice and people want to hear it if you'd find value in an additional weekly dose of encouragement, visit reviveyourwork.com/blog. That's reviveyourwork.com/blog. We'll see you next week as we continue our conversation that transcends the blurred line between.